0: What do you see? I see monuments,
1: I see statues, I see cathedral lighting, I see looks like something from Las Vegas.
0: Where in the world is Ellen? I'm in Skopje, Macedonia. Now, I had never heard of this country or city, but I kept hearing, you have to go to Skopje while I was traveling through the Balkans. So, I guess I had to go to Skopje. Macedonia is a tiny country, north of Greece in the Balkan region. I hitchhiked south from Serbia, and once my semi-truck passed the border, we hit this huge pothole that made my kidneys end up in my throat. Welcome to Macedonia, the driver said, and we continued on the really slow journey. It quickly became apparent why everyone said I had to come here. It's... a spectacle. Statues. Everywhere. Dozens, if not hundreds. Ranging in all shapes and sizes and materials. There were things that were blatantly ripped off, like the Arc de Triomphe and the Brandenburg Gate. And then there were others that I didn't really know, like the multiple scores of philosophers and artists that lined every bridge. The thing about Skopje is that you are constantly near water. So if you're a spy trying to hush your conversation, this is totally the place for you. But if you're a podcaster trying to record, this is not going to be the best quality tape you've ever heard. The first and most prominent statue is Alexander the Great. And I asked my travel partner Matthew, who's a trained artist, to help me describe some of these statues for you. The Alexander the Great statue reaches up to the 8th story of the surrounding buildings, so it's just massive.
1: There's a 20-foot statue of Alexander the Great on a rearing horse with his sword in the air, and he's pulling on the reins and the horses all all the muscles are taut.
0: And just that statue alone would be impressive in this tiny capital city. But oh no, they didn't stop there. The statue is perched on a huge circular platform that has water cascading down about 30 feet. And as you move your eyes down the pillar, you see...
1: Three levels of relief depicting, I'm going to guess, Macedonian history.
0: Around this column, there's colored mood lighting that's shifting, Las Vegas style. And around the lights,
1: there are... More statues of soldiers, all in different aggressive poses. And there in the middle, the whole thing is placed in the middle of a fountain that is doing this patterned kind of water squirting show and around the fountain there are a series of lion statues which occasionally vomit water into the fountain.
0: And all of that is set in a marble pool with stairs leading up to it where there are other lion statues, a little bit bigger than human size, guarding the great hero. And this is just one statue. Yes, the biggest one, but from here, there are dozens more within spitting distance. I mean, just in this public square, there are- Two
1: other sculptures, not on the same scale as the the main one, but two other guys also on horses, and then from there, there are stairs leading down to the water, and on the way down the stairs, there's sort of a flat, like a landing, and a plaza, and there are a couple of other big sculptures on that also.
0: And even, we haven't even gotten to the, I mean, there's more. Do you want to go see more? Yeah, come on. We walk across the bridge, south, towards Greece, where Alexander's sword is pointing. A brief cultural lesson, Macedonia and Greece have this ongoing hatred for each other. Something about borders and the name Macedonia and other childhood playground stuff. So by having Alexander's sword pointing towards Greece, it's basically the textbook definition of symbolism or passive aggressiveness. But the next largest statue we see is of a woman one of the only women statues in the whole city. Warning, I'm about to describe the fountain shape in relation to male anatomy. So if you're offended by such things, just skip ahead 45 seconds.
1: But there's another one to describe.
0: Do you mean that big one or this one? There's several more. Yeah. So this one is another water fountain in the shape of a penis, I should note. Like, Uh, this is a circle. And then it has a loop up there, like a shaft, of just water. Uh, in the circle, or the, the ball sack is what I'm gonna call it, are four women, each a children at various parts of their life, with plaited hair, all holding children. Um, They're
1: also gigantic.
0: I would like to point out that the four women are at different parts of child bearing. So there's one that's pregnant, there's one with a little child, Um, there's one that's breastfeeding, you know, breastfeeding a toddler and then like a four year old. Mm -hmm. So maybe there's the four stages of life or the first four years, maybe. We found out later that there's a story here. Here's Mia, a Skopje resident.
1: Did you notice there's a story in the square? You you have Alexander the Great, the fountain.
0: Uh, On the other side of the bridge, you have the mother. And behind her is her his father, yeah. Philip. If you have seen the one with the boobs, uh, the yeah. G- yeah, yeah, it's,
1: like, <laughs> it's yeah, that's, that's the mother. one
0: woman, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's
1: <laughs> that's his mother. So we have a story there. Hmm.
0: Ah, so that's Alexander's mother, whatever her name is. Apparently, it's not as important as her boobs. But then there's Philip, because who could ever forget Philip,
1: the giant guy at the top, Philip has his fist raised Black Power style. Yeah. Philip is also 30 feet tall on top of a 30-foot plinth surrounded by three other guys, which is also spewing water and red and orange uh, mood lighting. And that plinth is on top of another plinth, which is spewing more water, and seated around the base of that are a handful of other gigantic Amazon people and lions. That whole thing is sitting in a giant Uh, yeah, a teardrop-shaped pool with sprayers and fountains.
0: Are you getting exhausted just listening to all this? Us too! So we decided to take a break from statue fatigue and look around us. And in doing so, we noticed a few things. Like, the sidewalks aren't lined up. The whole city is under construction. Equipment and trucks were everywhere, like they were just forgotten after the hot day was over. And speaking of hot, it was really hot. There was no shade or trees to be found, which is really poor oversight because it was 42 degrees this past July. That's over 100 Fahrenheit. And the foam marble that's everywhere seems to suck and hold on to the summer sun and then just radiate it out. It's almost as if- They
1: definitely hired nobody to think about the public space. They just commissioned monuments and said I want this here and I want this here. It really feels like that's what happened.
0: And almost to prove this point, we walked closer to a building and noticed that an additional facade wall, neoclassical style, was being attached to the deteriorating concrete outside. And this facelift seems great, except the poor guy on the inside has to crawl through several feet of concrete just to open and close the window now. Okay, do you want to see the last bit? There's more? Yeah. (laughs) Not done? No. Pausing for now. The whole experience left me really confused. Actually, I was really jealous of the city planner's job, because a dead raccoon in Toronto could do a better job than this. Sure, there are other cities that have heaps of statues and monuments. Washington, D.C.'s National Mall is one of them, but they're spread out, thought out, like the city acknowledged and prepared for daily field trips and tours of people that are coming to see these monuments and history and art. Unlike Skopje, where it just seems...
1: It's unrestrained to the point of being tacky. But everywhere you look, there's a statue. Um. And they're all at least twice life-size. And they're not spread out around the city. They're not placed in a way that the, kinda, the public space is organized around them. It's like, their approach to placing monuments in the city was, oh, there's an empty spot, we could fit one in there. And it's all kind of a jumble.
0: Okay, stop. How did all of this happen? I had my own theory that included a sexy sculpturist seducing politicians so she wouldn't have to be a starving artist anymore. Which isn't entirely false. Actually, most of it is. The only part that's real is that the sculpturist is a woman named Valentina Stefanovska. Everything else was made up. Matthew heard something else. What are some of our theories behind all these statues? Like, how did they come to? Well,
1: from what I was told by, uh, Guys studying uh, Yugoslavian history is that what's going on is that Macedonia, they have a fairly corrupt government that gets very easy to acquire loans from the EU. And rather than spending them on their country, they just spend them on old. Dist- We've seen the rest of the city, it looks like crap.
0: Yeah, the rest of the city was like a lot of busted buildings, and mm-hmm. a lot of roads that just led nowhere mm-hmm. or led to like huge fields of weeds. We hiked through a lot of it.
1: Yeah, but most of the rest of the capital looks like... Looks like the province.
0: I wanted to get a local's opinion. So I asked Mia and her friend Maya what they thought. So just a money laundering thing. It's, they, they say, like, uh, we're going to take $2 million, uh, $2, two million dinners to make this statue. And they take it, and they make it from the cheapest material. Like, they need the 100,000 dinners to make the statue. And the other money, they just take it. They make a lot of statues, and they have a lot of money. OK, but why statues? Why not fix those giant potholes that my semi kept hitting on the way here, or maybe build some parks with shade and trees? Yeah, and I told him the people that are not very educated and they live um, in the villages or <clears throat> some other places uh, outside from Skopje, uh, when they don't, where they don't have all the TV or they are not interesting in the things that are happening, they say that the statues are wow, it's very nice and it's good. Yeah, and, and the like, government is doing something, yeah, and yeah, mm-hmm. we love the government, but we I hate see. it. Uh, they are attracting uh, a lot of people to to vote for them with the
1: national, nationalistic pride. You know, it's like,
0: the nationalistic pride is really love for just one man, Alexander the Great.
1: People from yeah, we we have an airport that is called Alexander mm-hmm. the Great. We have statue that it calls Alexander
0: the Great. We have, I think we have a highway that is also yeah. called Alexander yeah. the Great. So, <laughs> the biggest thing. Yeah. Uh, maybe we will change our name to Alexander the Great. Believe it or not, some people really like the statues. I like it. You do?
1: Yes, it looks good when, when you see them. Right?
0: That's Lana from Tirana Art Express in Albania. I also asked Erica what she thought. Yeah, kind of weird. <laughs> because it was like click and all the statues came out. The first impression is like, yeah, it's nice, you know, it's nice. You have this uh, kind of antique uh, way or whatever. It's like a big city, you have an impression of a big city. But still, it's only the, the center, central Skopje, Every, everything else that is surrounding, it's very different from the city center. Um, And it's
1: like a weird contrast,
0: somehow. I think that last bit is the biggest takeaway. The contrast is so jarring. You have this huge new city center with neoclassical buildings, heaps of statues that are expensive looking, kind of ugly, and probably going to fall apart in the next few years. And they're butted up right next to ex-communist block buildings that are drab and gray and crumbling. And leading up to the city, the roads are littered with potholes and obstacles that makes driving through the country very slow-going and sometimes impossible. Not to mention that there are no benches or shade or any other kind of infrastructure to encourage people to just sit and admire and contemplate these things. Mia put it right when she said... I don't Mm -hmm. know any other city in the world (laughs) that have something like we have. I appreciate a government that spends money on art, even if it is ugly. And I'll give Skopje this, I went there for this spectacle. And so have others. Macedonia's tourism rate has skyrocketed since the Skopje 2014 project started. Maybe this is all part of a bigger plan to get people to visit Macedonia. Or maybe they just like kitschy art. The Skopje 2014 project has been going on, as the name doesn't suggest, since 2010. It wanted to be finished in 2014. Now, I went there in the summer of 2015, and it seemed far from completion. It's also cost anywhere between 80 to 500 million euros. If you were in power of a small, potentially corrupt country in former Yugoslavia, and you got over 100 million euros, what would you do with it? Write me a review on iTunes or email me at ellen.lurie at yahoo.com. If you want to know more about Skopje, like how to spell it, or see pictures of everything we talked about here, check out the show notes for links to my blog at ellenlurie.com. Thank you to Mia, Maya, Lana, Erica, and Matthew for giving me your opinions on these statues. Thanks to James Gralian and Robin Giannatasio mall for all your wisdom and fabulous years. I've always dreamt of being a street musician or busking. I don't really know how to go about it. Um, I do bring my bassoon to house parties sometimes. A lot of people don't know what it is, and then I start playing. This is one of my go-to songs. It's called Humoresque.